Hi everyone, this is Jess Baker and welcome to Behind the Sunnies, a champion golfer. Welcome to episode four of Behind the Sunnies. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode. So I'm back at the British and defending my title at Prince's Golf Club in Kent, which is so exciting. Um, And just driving in, seeing my face on the posters makes this last year feel so much more real than ever. And just to have my name next to so many incredible people on that trophy is so special. So it's very fun to be back and I'm so excited for this week. So I did want to mention how brilliantly the RNA have set up this week for us. We have a player gym, we have a hangout area, we've got drinks and snacks in there for us all week. And to be honest, I've never seen a player experience like this at the amateur level. And, you know, I'm obviously lucky enough to have experienced it at the majors and at the LPGA events. And I can honestly say that this week's setup is better than some of the LPGA setups that I've seen already. So it's a huge step up for women's amateur golf. And I just wanted to make sure that that was said for the RNA. So this week I wanted to discuss a little bit about the ins and outs of dealing with pressure. Obviously um, I'm defending this week at the British so there is a little bit of pressure involved in that and I just kind of wanted to chat through the way that I see it and the experiences that I've had and hopefully you can take something from that as well. So I think the first place to start and the best place to start is from the fact that pressure means that you care and this was definitely something I struggled with when I was younger. Um, I used to struggle a lot with first team nerves and I guess the experience and understanding where nerves come from and why we get nervous has totally changed my perspective of it. So I always like to remind myself that it wouldn't be right if I didn't feel pressure or I didn't feel nervous because that means that I don't care about what I do and I think it's so easy to sit here and say oh I don't want to feel the pressure of the first tee I kind of want to avoid that negative emotion or that kind of heartbeat getting up and and just kind of being in that little tense moment I think a lot of people run away from that and it's so easily done and I think having gone through it quite a lot experiencing you know those negative emotions and and ones that you kind of want to run run away from um, I think it's definitely changed my perspective in the sense that I'm able to sort of think about it logically and think about where those emotions come from and as I said you know I'm a psychology major psychology degree so I find this stuff really really interesting and um, I think it's just it's good to keep it in perspective and rather than looking at it at face level you're kind of like going a bit deeper into where those emotions and where that energy comes from. So the challenge this week is kind of resetting my expectations and sort of taking myself away from the fact that I am defending. You know it's it's difficult to be in the situation because I would obviously love to go do it again and hopefully Sunday afternoon that might happen, might not happen. But um, but yeah, I guess just kind of, there is a bit of a target on my back and I suppose I'm kind of, I've got a lot of attention around me this week. And so the most important thing for me to do right now is to sort of step back from that situation and look at things more logically and just kind of place myself in, in somebody else's shoes. I think it's very easy to get kind of caught up with the media and caught up with the attention and ultimately that's kind of putting pressure on myself if I do that you know if I allow myself to have those thoughts and feel nervous about it or you know feel pressure to be defending champion ultimately it doesn't mean anything because I am still a competitor like everybody else everybody's trying to get the same thing on Sunday afternoon and you know, I've just got to do my bit, I've just got to play golf and I suppose that's the way that I'm trying to approach it this week. 
I know that does sound kind of depressing, <laughs> to be honest. Um, you know, golf isn't a game that we win a lot in. And so it seems like I should be doing the opposite. I should be kind of reigning in the fact that I am the previous champion. And I think ultimately we're starting from scratch on Tuesday morning in the stroke play. And I've kind of got to switch that that mode on of being a competitor. And as I said, you know, all 144 players in this field want the same wit- want the same thing, want the same trophy. And it's just about zoning away from that and sort of getting rid of the distractions as harsh as that sounds you know you you just can't allow yourself to sort of get into that headspace and I think focusing on the task at hand and focusing on the goal that's to be played this week rather than kind of looking back and comparing how I am from this year to last year um, you know it's, it's kind of impossible. So a big part of my game as I've talked about before is my process and my routine and kind of how that is the foundation of what I do. This was one of the biggest gains I had as a young golfer was developing a pre-shot routine and I try to use that to my advantage as much as possible. So when you do start to get anxious or you feel under pressure on the course, my best advice is to fall back on your pre-shot routine. So in the England regional squad, we talked a lot about having a bulletproof pre-shot routine. So that means that under any circumstances, you always have something that you fall back on. You always behave. You always go through the same motions in the same way every single time. And I think that's one of the most important things in match play is to have this bulletproof routine against an opponent. And I think that just shows that you're kind of not backing down. You're not faltering in any way at all. And I suppose the other way of looking at it, if you don't have a bulletproof routine, it lets your opponent become a distracting thought over the over the target or over the shot. And I think for me, if I just put my mind to my pre-shot routine and I go through that every single time, there's kind of nothing else that I can do. Um, you know, we always talk about having a pre-shot and a post-shot routine and um, that's also important as well and that's kind of something I've developed this year actually is just to sort of reflect a little bit quicker and sort of be a bit more um, self-aware after I've hit the shot. I think it's very easy to sort of have a great plan and a great process before you do it but actually there is something to be gained in reflecting, uh, reflecting after the shot. I touched on it a little bit in the second episode where I walked you through the celebration of champions at St Andrews um, and that first tee shot was so nerve-wracking um, you know I, I couldn't kid my brain of that situation it was very scary there was a ton of people there most people I've ever played in front of and just to be in that situation for me getting my name called on the first tee when I wasn't expecting it sent my heart rate absolutely flying through the roof but all I had to do at the end of the day was go through the same routine that I do every single time and that just kind of stripped everything away from me, took me out of that situation and got me right into back into the uh, the mode of competing and, and just kind of refocused my thoughts back on what I had to do. So because of this routine that I do, um, you know, having the target in mind, the shot that I'm going to have in mind, I was, you know, I'm, I'm going through that and that kind of takes the focus away from the thousands of people that were watching me hit that shot. There's so many stories of this year that I can look back on and really give credit to my process and routines. Um, first one that kind of springs to mind is the first year at Avion. As I said, you know, I'm not great with first tees, or I haven't been great with first tees in the past, but that has definitely improved with experience. <laughs> but um, at Avion, it was my first major. A couple of weeks after I won, obviously such um, a whirlwind experience from, from start to finish, but we got to the first tee with minutes to spare due to an issue with transport and we were teeing off of 10T and it was a lot further away than this guy driving the car thought. So anyways, we ended up getting there on time, um, but it was obviously quite stressful and I was quite flustered on the first tee. 
um, you know, first major, nearly missed my tea time. But the thing that I had to remember going through that process was just to stick to what I do and stick to that routine that I won with a couple of weeks ago. And because of that, I was one of the only one of the three to hit the fairway on that first tee shot. And I think that just shows the importance of my routine and sort of, again, that stripping away from the situation and focusing on the task at hand. Another one was the CP Canadian Open. Um, I had to make birdie on the last hole to make the cut. It was a reachable par five and I knew I could get on in two and it was a pretty high pressure shot. It had to be done at the end of the day, you know, you kind of got to go for it when you've only got a hole left to, to make the cut. So I hit a great shot with my rescue and that was definitely a high pressure moment. And um, to be honest, I, I felt like the way that I conducted myself through that whole time was a lot based on my process and my routine and again I'm just still coming back to that point that in those high pressure moments when it really counts the thing that I'm falling back on is the stuff that I've done for years and years before not kind of getting caught up in the fact that this is to make the cut for the LPGA like that just kind of doesn't help at all so for me you know sticking to that has massively helped in my career so far. And it just goes to show how simple that is to incorporate into your game as well. And I think it's so easy to be in my position, you know, telling other people, telling other golfers all of these experiences I've had. And it kind of seems so far away sometimes. And um, I actually had a question in an interview recently about the differences between, um, you know, the top 10 amateur in the world against the top 10 professional in the world. And, and the the margins are so small. And um, I think for me, something I've learned massively is just the consistency of uh, professional golf against amateur golf and um, and you know it's it always comes back to those marginal gains that one percent and I think for me if I have control of what I'm doing um, in myself you know we can hit the shots they don't always happen but if I can control what I can control then then that's me doing the best that I can in that exact moment. Another thing I wanted to mention is how emotions are just energy and I talk about this a lot with my sports psychologist at university and it's really really important that I remind myself of it and it's very easy to sort of forget things like this but I always used to perceive nerves as a fear of failure and as a way of embarrassing myself and just a negative emotion I wanted to avoid absolutely completely but as I've learned through time and through experience I'm just as excited to go and see if I can shoot 59 as I am nervous of not playing well and I think it's so simple to sort of look at it in that way um, and even having that information just say I'm nervous on the tee but on the flip side of that I'm excited to see what could happen today and it's just that bundle of energy that everybody feels in their stomach and something that I've gone through a lot and doing it at the highest level it doesn't go away <laughs> the first tee shot never gets easier but I think having sort of things that I can do to control myself in those moments and as I said you know hopefully something that the average golfer could do as well which might massively improve your game and as I said I used to avoid that energy because it wasn't particularly pleasant to feel sick before I went out to play didn't eat anything for breakfast like I remember um before I played Avion, my first major, my brother was sat having breakfast with me and he was asking me questions and I genuinely was too nervous to reply. And it's just like nuts that I'm I'm playing a game of golf and I'm so nervous that I can't eat and I can't speak at the table. Like that's wild to me now having, you know, had the experience I've had this whole year and I'm so much better at dealing with that. But I think it just goes to show that it never really goes away. 
and um, it's all about how you deal with that and how do you have the tools to do that at the best level possible and I've come to learn this year that I actually need that energy to play well I think coming back to the idea that without that energy it wouldn't mean anything and on the other side of that being too relaxed and not having those emotions also means that I don't really care about it so it's not optimal for me to not have energy you you kind of have to get hyped up to a certain level talking about sports psychology but you kind of have that optimal level of arousal and if you kind of go over it and you're too stressed out and you're too too much energy basically then you're not going to play well but there is a flip side of that if you're not kind of hyped up enough or you're not um, you haven't got that energy to go and perform for that day you're also not going to play well so I think coming to learn how that helps me play well um, was definitely something that sort of reshaped how I think about it and how I go about dealing with those nerves. So I've definitely found peace in those emotions now and it is nice to look back and realise how far I've come, you know, as I said, that story with the Avion and sort of seeing that play off into the course as well um, to pull off those shots that I never used to be able to do because my, my mind was getting in the way. I've talked about it a fair bit in interviews as well, but another thing that I credit my performances to um, is being calm under pressure with meditation and journaling, um, something that I've done for a couple of years now. So I got into that through my coach Andy Paisley and definitely a foundation of who I am as a person, who I am as a golfer. It's always something that I ground myself with. And honestly, looking back at the British last year, I felt like I had so much control over my breathing and over my focus and my thoughts going on in my head because I'd already practiced it before I got myself into that situation. I remember over that final part, It was a five footer and um, all that was kind of going on in my head in that moment was the read of the putt and the rhythm of my breath. And that sounds really, really weird to say it, but if you do watch it back, you'll see me breathing really hard and really deliberately. And that was partly because I knew the importance of the putt. Nerves are going to happen. I can't help that. That's human nature. Um, But the other part of that was it gave me something to focus on in the present rather than thinking what might happen or what might not happen if the putt went in or if it didn't go in and it sort of stopped me from getting those distracting thoughts and gave me something else to focus on and uh, and as I say you know I was reading that putt and I was just breathing and I was so in that moment like it was literally 10 out of 10 100% concentration and I couldn't fault myself for that. So for anyone interested, I use Headspace, the meditation app, um, and it's literally, you know, I did five or ten minutes every day consistently, and that's had a huge impact on me as a player and as a person, and it's given me those tools to kind of go with moving forward, and, and I now have that ability to focus on something other than the distracting thoughts in my head. It is still something I work on now. Um, we do a lot with putting, Andy and I. Um, we've been talking about neuroputting which is essentially the impact of thoughts or spikes in brainwaves on performance putting. Um, That's probably my psychology degree talking a little bit, but I'm really into all that kind of stuff. And it's essentially, you know, a 1% gain against the field that I can try and get. You know, it's it's always about those marginal gains, as I've talked about earlier. So, um, so yeah. I hope that gave you a little bit of an insight or something to take away with you next time you're out playing and you start to feel nervous or you start to feel a bit of pressure. You know, over the first tee, as I've said, that's something I've always struggled with and I feel like I now have the ability to deal with that with those techniques I've just talked about. Um, but, you know, you, you feel it in the in the most natural of places and um, I think as well just to, to remind yourself that you are human 
it means something to you if you're under pre- if you feel under pressure and you're nervous yeah as I say I really hope that helps and you can maybe take that with you into your next game um so as always please like follow share all of that on behind the sunnies on instagram and jessbaker21 underscore is my main on instagram as well and i will catch up with you next week for a little debrief on the british and to find out what it's really like (laughs) 